Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 201 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. For the third time this year, games are on the calendar. In today's episode, we share our off-the-cuff reaction to Nebraska's schedule again. <laughs> you can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know someone who is? Hit up Monty at 402-770-3356. Well, we've got a new schedule. Surprisingly earlier than expected. I saw the rumors that we get one early this next week, and so I assumed, oh, we're going to have to wait until the middle of next week to do another episode, but here we are, Sunday night. Yeah, I, um... I, it occurred to me earlier this week that this schedule was coming out and that we were going to be recording another one of these conversations. And <laughs> so anyway, here we are. I mean, we first, we did a really big overview with the eyes on big guys back in, I don't know, April. Mm-hmm. And then we did a really quick reaction to the second schedule that only lasted for six days. And we kind of had a feeling that wasn't going to last. So we were like, hurry up and listen to it while it's so relevant. So <laughs> I forgot I about that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this time, <laughs> maybe this time it'll last. Yeah. And maybe at some point we can actually make a prediction on what we think our season record is going to be. Yeah. I'm excited to have the opportunity to actually do a, a season preview episode again. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, we're, we're back in the game. We're, we're back in the saddle again. Yeah. I think there's a, like a country song about that. I don't listen to country music, so I couldn't speak I'm, to that. I'm kidding. It's not a country song. Oh. Oh. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we digress. Yes. So, a um, lot of uh, interesting takes about Nebraska's season specifically, or rather our schedule specifically on the internet. Um, I think there is a uh, very popular narrative that the Big Ten decided to punish nebraska with our schedule what is your reaction to that justin oh you know so a few thoughts one it's it's just a tough conference two um this was always going to be a tough schedule this Mm -hmm. season i mean we spent our summer talking about a gauntlet so it sounds like they built this schedule off of the previous schedule which in turn was built off of the original schedule Mm -hmm. um so I, i don't I don't I don't think they stuck it to us so much as they just didn't really care what we thought. And you know, I think I think there's a distinction to be drawn there where there's like malicious intent mm-hmm. um versus um just like, you know what, we're just going to do this because we got to figure something out and we're short on time and this will work. Sure. Um and uh you know, Moose was article in the paper today talking about how he was a big advocate for 
trying to get Nebraska to have a better schedule and to not, he, he apparently had this, this idea where we should only count division games for the division title. Mm. Um, so, uh, so he didn't get that. And, uh, so he just felt like he had a lot of, uh, a lot of points about how the schedule could be better for Nebraska and maybe for everybody. And he voiced them daily and they ultimately did not take that into consideration. He was on a scheduling subcommittee and that committee didn't even make the schedule as I understand it. Um, hmm. so just shows what happens when you hand off things to committees and then there's subcommittees and then there's all these meetings and then you lose control. Somebody yeah. else makes the decision. <laughs> I, my, my take on this is like at the end of the day, like Nebraska is a premier brand. We've not been good in recent years, but we're a premier brand. And when we joined the Big Ten, there was this like dynamic scheduling model where the bigger brands would match up more and there would be fewer games against uh, the crappy teams against the Purdue's and Indiana's. Um, and so uh, we have not held up our end of the bargain right. in terms of being a premier team. And uh so it's gonna it's hard, um, but it's hard to get better when you always are getting pounded by the best. But we gotta just we just gotta face it, and and I, and it's a great opportunity. So um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a gauntlet, but it's a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. When you say that, I, I can attest to already since the schedule's been announced. I I have had like I've gone into like fantasy daydreaming of like how amazing would it be if Nebraska beat Ohio State to start the season. It's possible. You know, anything is possible, especially on the first game of the season. Um you right. you hear about all these teams that are touted to be national champions and then suddenly they're looking around saying what he- what the heck we're we're Owen one to start the season. We could be the people to upset Ohio State and get on all the highlight reels that very first week, like how amazing would that be? And we've been getting uh, we've been getting closer to Wisconsin each year. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, but for a couple really big gaffes last year, I mean, it was a it was a winnable game. So um, I, I feel like this team is developing. And what uh, what I said last episode still applies. The team we wanted the opportunity to improve, mm-hmm. and so that's what we have. And ultimately, I think that that's why we as Nebraska fans uh, need to embrace this and and celebrate it. We're getting football. We're getting what we asked for, right? And so anybody who wants to start complaining or whining or coming up with conspiracy theories about how the Big Ten hates us, um, at this point, you just got to put your money where your mouth is. You know, Nebraska's got to come ready to play on October 24th and... Um, as fans, if if we end up starting the season, you know, 0-1, 0-2, 0-3, uh, we got to live with that. We got to be willing to work with that. Um, yeah. I hope that's, that's not what happens. I don't necessarily expect that to happen, but it's one of those things where it's like, man, we can't be as vocal as we have been about wanting football and then complain once we've got football. <laughs> you know, last this last summer we talked a lot about how six and six, while that seems like a traditionally terrible schedule would represent growth. Mm-hmm. And, um, Johnny, Oh, what's his, what's his Twitter handle? Johnny oh, GB at GBR Homer pointed out that we were six and six last year, but in the conference, we were actually three and six. Mm. So, I mean, there's even more room for growth when you think, when you recognize like, yeah, we lost, we lost two thirds of our games. So, you know, you could be, you could be at three and five and, you know, or four and four or whatever. And that, that still feels like progress, even though it's a shorter schedule. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was a really good point. So are we, are we putting 
the the bar for progress at four wins for this short season? I mean, is that reasonable? I'm well. I I gotta we gotta look at it. We gotta think about it a little longer. Sure, I'm not we'll take a, a more right in depth. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just thinking about like what what is our minimum expectation for this season? I, it's it's such a it's such a bizarre season for all the reasons that everybody knows. I mean, the COVID and the mm-hmm. postponement and now it's happening and there's not going to be any bye weeks and, you know, any week we could, a team could be wiped out, you know, a quarterback yep. room could be wiped out. So, um, we're already seeing that happen. We're already seeing games get postponed, right. moved around, uh, coaches going into quarantine and having to have somebody coach for them. Pretty crazy. And, Right, and since this t- season was pushed back, we we had that margin in the in the sample schedule that we were we had the this the second schedule, but we don't have that margin anymore. So mm-hmm. um, we 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 the Kevin Warren lost us that margin. Yep. So um, hopefully well, we can still have a margin if they started the season two weeks earlier. <laughs> well, or even a week yeah. earlier. Well, well, hopefully by the the delayed start gives everybody opportunity to yeah. get their ducks in order, like get healthy, get serious and get locked in and then let's make this happen um back back on twitter reactions um how do you feel about you kind of already said it but just to ask it again how do you feel about the negative reaction to the schedule i mean do you have thoughts on that honestly i i'm happy that we have football like uh, a baseline I could care less about who we're playing and in what order at this point. The fact that Nebraska has a game on the calendar is in many ways a miracle <laughs> for this right. year. So I am I am just happy that on Saturdays in the fall of 2020, I have Nebraska football to look forward to. So uh, any complaining, I think at this point, is unwarranted. Um, I mean, heck, it's, it's just the reality of... I mean, we were already going to play Penn State. You know, we were all these teams were already on the schedule for us. None of this is a surprise. It's just the order of the scheduling that apparently some people are right. upset about. I I went ahead and like mapped. So earlier this when we came out with the second schedule, I made this really sloppy paint <laughs> graph where I like drew arrows from the previous games to the next games. Mm-hmm. So I have updated that with the new schedule and drew arrows. So for going from schedule one to schedule two, basically all the division games were moved to the front. Mm-hmm. So like up on this chart and then uh, except for Purdue, which was dropped down towards the end. Um, and now it's basically like just in broad strokes, kind of the first half of the season looks to have become the second half. And the second half has all kind of shifted up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm looking at your chart right now, and there's there's basically two groups of arrows that are crisscrossing. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what to make of that. I mean, our two East Division opponents are in our first four games. Um, I you know they had to fall somewhere. Um, nobody has bye weeks. I think originally, and I'm thinking going back to conversations about that first first original schedule. I think several of those tough games were also. Um, those teams, those opponents were coming off of a bye week. So nobody's coming off of a bye week now when they mm-hmm, play us, mm-hmm. unless it was because they were all sick, and that's not the kind of bye week you want to be coming off of. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, from that perspective, we have possibly the best opportunity to prepare for Ohio State, who is, you know, arguably the toughest opponent we're going to face this season, you know? Right, yeah, right, right yeah, now we're looking at a month to prepare for Ohio State. You only get a week to prepare for the other teams. That's a great point. Um yeah, they're a legit national title contender. Um, back back on the whining or the the complaining rather, um, you know, I it's just really 
Nebraska put a lot of like we spent all of our political capital, so to speak, on getting this season rescued, mm-hmm. and it's re- it's really frustrating to see now um, a uh, people not recognize, not admitting like that we we were such an important player in that, mm. and and then also be like continuing to perpetuate the idea that Frost said we're going to leave the conference, like that, that he didn't say that, and you know to just to hear that commentators are still using that as an example and just even they're even more sloppy with their facts now that's really discouraging um but then the reality is like having used up so much of that political capital like it kind of makes me cringe to see people complaining about the schedule because like you want to we want to play football so we've got football so now let's play it Mm -hmm. and let's let's just uh let's just see what happens um i don't know do you think i'm overreacting no i i think you're right At, at the same time you know, should we be surprised that the talking heads are not necessarily buddy-buddy with Nebraska football at this point? I mean, it's been a long history of, you know, take your pick over the years. I mean, people used to complain about Kirk Herbstreet hating Nebraska, right? There's always been kind of like your, your one guy that you pick out saying, oh, man, we can't stand him. And, you know, it's easy to point at Desmond Howard right now, and justifiably so, right? But... um you know, I, I'm not going to speak directly to Mr. Howard, but a lot of these people that we see on television talking about football are not necessarily journalists, right? Mm, they yeah. are uh, former players. They are oftentimes people who um, have their own clout from other areas in media or entertainment who have been brought on to share their take. So um, I'm not surprised when somebody... Uh, is ignorant or uh, willfully uh, Hmm. opposing Nebraska football just because it's what's popular to do right now and it sells advertising. Ooh, sorry. No, you're right. No, you're right. But it's interesting that you you brought up Kirk Herbstreit going back, and, you know, you think going back even before that, like – to the 80s and 90s like it was like Must oh well, tom osborne he can't he can't win the big one <laughs> right like, right um you know I've, we've just been the butt of comments for a long time and maybe every fan base feels like that but uh it just really feels like we're in the crosshairs right now all that to say i per, this is just like maybe more of my personal life uh choices but i just i hate to complain and make a big stink about when you get what you want. And then it's not exactly, it just, I think it just mm-hmm. looks bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, let's just, uh, let's just focus on getting better day by day and, and, you know, see what happens with the schedule that yeah. we wanted so badly. It makes you wonder how the, you know, we know how the fan base is reacting to this. How is the team responding to this schedule? You know, what was their reaction when they saw that they're going to play Ohio state at the beginning of the year? I'm pretty sure, you know, at least among the leadership on that team, they aren't thinking to themselves, oh, great, we're going to lose, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I yeah. hope our team, I believe our team is thinking, okay, we got to, you know, pull up, put on our big boy pants and get ready for this game because uh, we don't have any room for error, right? Oh, yeah, you got to think they're excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're excited to play football. I mean, you don't come to Nebraska because you want to play Indiana and Rutgers. Yeah. Like, you come to Nebraska because you want to play Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, Iowa, maybe Iowa, uh, <laughs> and play for a Big Ten championship. Like right. that's why you come. Yeah, you know, I, I, any proverbial chip on the shoulder, I hope is being 
Uh, I hope that's being channeled in a healthy way towards just better preparation and, uh, you know, hopefully better output once, you know, the rubber meets the road to mix like seven metaphors. (laughs) And uh, what an intense week. What with all that's going on in the midst of that, Mm. uh, Scott loses his dad. Yeah. Um, Man, your heart just goes out to the, the guy, the family. Bet the guy's exhausted. I feel like being. I feel like he hasn't of, slept in three years. Yeah. <laughs> you just be exhausted all the time. Mm-hmm. You just um, think about how he looked that last year at UCF. I don't know if he's slept since then. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So the pictures, I you know, Frost to when he got here, he was really upfront that his family was off limits mm-hmm. um, so much. So did I mention this recently so much so that there was an article recently where they mentioned he'd had a second child. I didn't know that. And mm. I wonder if that, that journalist felt like he was risking something by saying that. Um, but he's been very set. His parents had, he had to be his family. And I always took that to be his wife and kid. Now kids was, were off limits, but I think his parents have kind of been off limits too, because as I've seen pictures of Larry in his last few years, like he didn't, you know, he was clearly, not well, and I, I think it was it was cancer, right? That he passed from. Hmm. Um, so anyway, it's just been interesting. We actually, my wife and I actually have some some limited exposure to Larry and Carol. Um, uh, Mandy, my wife, was music teacher at the small private school um, when we first got married, and they had a situation where their coach like got fired like right before the season, and um, and Larry and Carol came in to coach. Oh wow! And and they coached for two or three seasons while Mandy was there, and um, and you know Mandy, Mandy was like the whole music department. So there was pep bands, so and there so they were involved that way, and she interacted with them, and so it was really neat to see those two prowling the sidelines and and being exposed to them as coaches, and they're always really positive. I think from from Mandy's interactions with them. So cool. anyway, it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, a little more personal to, to hear that. Um, sure. But yeah, heart just goes out to, to Scott and his family and that the video of him um, getting inducted to Nebraska Hall of Fame along with his dad last year was all the more meaningful. And, you know, when someone's been suffering from a battle with cancer for a while, I'm sure he was then too. So, I mean, that makes it all the more meaningful when you recognize he was, you know, his dad was in his twilight years and... So anyway, brokenhearted for Scott and his family and, and for Carol, who loses her life partner, uh, her husband. That's that's yeah. rough. And it's the, the same day that Scott saved football. Give your family a hug if you can this week, folks. Well, that is our uh, fast and loose reaction to uh, football. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the newsy things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think uh, it's safe to say that at this point, uh, we're back on our weekly schedule. Um, not always on Monday like this one's coming out, but, uh, you know, here in the coming weeks, there's going to be plenty to talk about when it comes to Nebraska football. So if you have not already subscribed, now's the time to do it, folks. I know that uh, oftentimes people are starting to check out college football podcasts this time of year. We promise... Uh, you know, we can't promise that we're not going to disappoint you, but we promise to try our best. <laughs> so uh, there's my recommendation. Hopefully I do a better job of uh, plugging our sponsors than plugging our own show, huh, Justin? 
Wait, doing our best to not to disappoint or doing our best to not disappoint? Yeah, we're, we can't guarantee that we won't disappoint you, but we'll try our best not to disappoint To not disappoint. You. Yeah, got it. <laughs> Tracking. I guess I Just did say to... that in a really backwards way, and I probably left out some prepositions. So, um, yeah. Well, you know what I'm not going to leave out is how much we love Central Nebraska Buffalo and the bison meat that you can have shipped to your front porch this week if you get on cnbuffalo.com they posted a picture on their instagram a couple days ago for national cheeseburger day Mm. uh four patties with some cheese uh some avocado some what is that maybe some cojita cheese something crumbling it looks like they might have like fire roasted tomatoes there's bacon um wow justin i want to be honest with you i remember the very first time i had a bison burger I was a child. We were on vacation in Colorado. It was a novelty. And I was surprised at how normal it was. You know, like sometimes you you buy or you try something on the menu when you're a kid. And you're like, this is exotic. And you're like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Right. But when I had a bison burger, I was like, this is really good. I thought it was going to be like some weird, like space age taste in meat. But nope, it's uh, it's just good. Good meat, man. Good, clean meat. Healthy. Yeah. So, More protein, uh, less fat. There you go. There are health benefits to choosing bison over other meat products. So check them out. CNBuffalo.com. CNBuffalo1 on Instagram. By that same token, we also want to recommend Mr. Ramonti Rodi to you. Um, he is our recommended realtor for the Lincoln and surrounding areas. Housing market continues to be hot. You want to make sure you're working with someone who knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. It has not slowed down, folks. You might think so, might think so, but nope. You still need still need a guy in your corner if you're looking to buy or sell a home. And Monty Rody is the person that we commend to you. Earlier this summer, we got another rating. We've uh, been in the habit of sharing them and have gotten out of the habit. Oh yeah. Uh, so special thanks to Con Show Twenty Five who said great podcasts. I enjoy the predictions and insight. GBR. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Con Show 25. That is awesome. Appreciate uh, the support. I, I forget if you said it, but it, he, he did include five stars with that review. So, yes. Um, hey, hey, friends, um, if you want an opportunity to be mentioned on this podcast, uh, now's a good time to log into your iTunes or, or other podcast account. And leave us a review. Leave us a positive review. We pretty much only look at iTunes, so if you're like saying good things about us elsewhere, let us know, and we can look that up and share that on the podcast, too. But, so yeah, folks, for real, though, if you want to leave us a review, uh, it would mean a lot to us, especially as we are ramping things up, looking towards the start of the season. It just helps in terms of visibility, keeping us out in front. Um, I mean, not necessarily out in front, but keeping us visible and keeping us um, towards the top of the list if you search for a Husker football fan podcast. Uh, why not have Husker football fan podcast be the first thing that comes up, right? So Why not? Um, if you could do that for us, we would really appreciate it. You'll get a shout-out next week. What could be better? Uh, Husker football actually starting on October 24th. Everybody stay healthy out there, folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's play these games. All right, man. All right. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. The 
The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.